don't miss the fireworks this fall. It's the Honeymooners like you've never seen them before. Join the celebration as dozens of outrageous, hilarious, all-new Honeymooner episodes make their broadcast television premieres. Catch all the fireworks with the Honeymooners. All-new episodes, Sundays at 11.30. Mentality presents Sitcom All Ye Faithful. It's day four, and I am just tickled to have watched. I don't know, I couldn't think of a better word. Just tickled to have watched today's sitcom episode all the way back to 1955 to a true classic, a true legendary. Uh, inspiration for future sitcoms just like i feel like i don't know if this is the one that started at all for the family sitcom but this just a true um historical legendary show the honeymooners this was an episode that i watched from the first season of the honeymooners back in 1955 this actually premiered on christmas eve in 1955 and it's weird because i went to type in the honeymooners and then it said, watch on Tubi. I said, oh, great. So I click on Tubi and it showed the, well, I was looking for this specific episode and it jumped to the first season, episode 13, and it was something completely different. And then it said, these are, these are the Honeymooners Lost episodes. And then I come to realize these were skits that were part of the Jackie Gleason show before the Honeymooners became their own show. Now this is like, so this episode is 1955. This is way back. I have no, you know, this is when my parents were kids. They were like eight years old when the show came out. This episode aired. Um, to me, The Honeymooners was the show that 
Marty McFly was watching over his mom's house back in 1955. And it was just a couple months before this episode premiered. So uh, that to me was what the honeymooners was like. I always, I, I always kind of knew that it was a show um, and I knew Jackie Gleason, but I knew Jackie Gleason from a couple things. First, uh, maybe Ralph and um, Ed, I knew mostly from Eddie Murphy doing a spot on impression of both of them um, in a very uh, rated R scenario. Just put it at that. Norton. That's all. I just remember. Hey, the Ralphie boy. Um, and, you know, realizing years later that, wait a minute, that is exactly kind of how Bonnie Rubble sounds and Fred Flintstone. And, oh, yeah, that's right. The Flintstones were basically a um, a Honeymooners kind of, uh, not ripoff, but clone, like Honeymooners in cartoon form in the Stone Age. Um, but other than that, Jackie Gleason, to me, was... Buford T. Justice, the fearless law of Texas, the man who chased the bandit coast to coast. Yes, he was the Smokey in Smokey and the Bandit. That and the toy with with Richard Pryor. I don't know if that movie holds up, but I remember as a kid thinking it was the funniest thing in the world thinking he was hilarious, thinking Jackie Gleason was, thinking Richard Pryor was hilarious, thinking Jackie Gleason was hilarious. Like, and, and, and just the fact that this kid had all these cool toys, uh, that was a show, you know, a, uh, a movie that I just remember loving as a kid. Thinking back now that, you know, uh, a rich guy's like, hey, son, you need a toy? Here's a black guy who works for me. He's, I'm going to pay for him to now he works for you and he's your toy. Seems a little problematic, but... It was all in good fun at the time, right? Right, right? So between that and uh, Smokey, you know, that and the fact that, you know, Jackie Gleason, we, we know him from Smoking the Bandit 1, and 2, chasing uh, Burt Reynolds, and in 3, chasing um, the great Jerry Reed uh, in the worst movie, but yet I remember liking it as a kid. If you ever look up Smokey is the Bandit, it is the, to me... It is one of those Hollywood stories that I just wish we knew more about. You can look up Smokey is the Bandit. There is a picture of Jackie Gleason dressed up as the Bandit. There is a video out there where before it was called Smokey and the Bandit 3, there was a movie. The idea of the movie was Smokey is the Bandit. And he comes out, he's Buford T. Justice, and he's like, he's dressed like General Patton. And he's like, there's only one way for me to catch him. I will become him. And I've seen things where they actually shot the movie and it was so confusing to people that he was both, he was in both roles that then they re they cast Jerry Reed to come back. I don't know how much of that is true. I wish it, number one, I, I, I hope it's true. And I would love to see that any footage of that. There's nothing. There's a photo of him in the kind of looking like the bandit with black hair, mustache and a cowboy hat. Uh, and there's that little pro, that little teaser video uh, that they never, um, that that is on YouTube. I think it's still on YouTube. And I feel like I found the screenplay someplace, and I have it as a PDF someplace. But it is like the holy grail of lost movies that I wish I, for me, the holy grail. I'm sure other people are like, who gives a crap? But um, 
it would just be just amazing to be able to to see a copy of that. Now, that being said, Jackie Gleason is best known as Ralph Crampton, the bus driving um, husband and uh, just kind of a lovable lump, lunk, something like that, uh, who, you know, lives in his, uh, his apartment and does the best he can to get by with his wife, who he constantly threatens to domestically abuse. Uh, it's just all in good fun in 1955. In this episode, I must say, he does not, um, does not threaten to punch Alice to the moon in any way. Uh, and what I like about this, the, the actual sitcom, the actual show that we watched, that I watched, was, and it's on YouTube, there's a link in the show notes if you want to go watch this episode. It's, it really is like watching a stage play. Um, it's all, it all takes place in one location, in their apartment. It is live. So there are camera, like there are, there is more than one camera because we get a couple different angles. But that, I believe, is just on the fly, live editing. I read that at this point, some TV shows were already moving to film, uh, but they wanted to do it live, but they did it in like a, Jackie Gleason like found a, a camera that, I don't know if it did film and video at the same, I, I forget what it was, but it, it did it in such a way where it would, I think it was that it could film it, but it would also still be broadcast live so that the live, because th- back then if you had something live and then you re-aired it, the quality wasn't all that great. But by this point, the technology um, allowed it for it to, to be in, in pretty good uh, condition, considering this is, what, almost 80 years ago at this point? Um, and the episode is very basic, very simple. Uh, it's Christmas Eve, and Alice is walking around the house trying to hide a Christmas present. She hides it under the icebox. There's no refrigerator. It's an icebox. Uh, and while she's there, she uh, talks. She sees Trixie, who's like, what are you doing? You don't give Ralph his gift today? He's like, no, no, we, I like to do it tomorrow. She goes, oh, Ed and I did it already today. He goes, Ed got you something? Oh, yeah, he got me something, all right. An orange juicer in the shape of Napoleon. You press his head and the juice comes out of his ears. And, oh, he tr- he's something special, that Ed. Uh, she didn't seem angry about it, but she wasn't overwhelmed. I think that was the only time we saw Trixie in this entire episode. Uh, I think we hear her voice a couple times, but she borrows a couple oranges from Alice. Later, she borrows some onions from Alice, and then Alice goes and gets her some celery. Like, Trixie, are they cooking? Is Trixie cooking dinner for you? Otherwise, what the hell? Uh, in fact, even Ralph's, what would be a grocery store for her? Um, but Ralph gets home, and while he, she goes in the other room, he comes home. He tries to hide his Christmas present under the under the same icebox. Uh, he finds her and he's like, "Oh, oh, hi, how you doing?" Um, and then they start saying, oh, "I hid yours under there too." Oh, what'd you get me? What'd you get me? And the joke was that she can't trust Ralph. She's like, uh, "You try to find it." And he goes, "You don't trust me. I trust you." She goes, "Okay, I'm gonna rehide it. You don't need to rehide it. You can trust me." Okay. And then she goes and rehides it. Goes, I can't believe it. You don't trust me. Goes, all right. I trust you. I'll tell you exactly where it was. If you don't, if I can trust you, you don't have to worry about it. It's in the closet behind my hat box. She leaves. He goes in the other room. Ah! He hits his. He he gets his finger um, on a mouse trap. So obviously she set him up. 
I thought he was going to be like, that bitch, I'm going to get her. But he didn't. He goes, he's like, I'll show her. And he puts the mousetrap under the icebox. Thinking, this is, you know, she'll go into there and she'll get it. Ed Norton shows up, hey, the wealthy boy. And they start talking about gifts. And then he's like, you know what? I want to show you what I got, uh, Alice. It's the best. So there's a whole joke where Ed goes, oh, it's under the icebox. Ed goes under there, pulls out the pan that's already under the icebox for, for like dripping. He's like, what a great gift. Like, this isn't the gift, you idiot. Uh, And when Alice comes home, she goes in the other room. Uh, Ralph shows her what he got Alice. It was a, um, a, 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 a bobby pin and like a, a brooch, something she could put stuff in, like a little box where she could put hat pins in and it was a secret compartment for bobby pins. And he's like, this was made by 2000 uh, matches. It was made in Japan. It's really special. It was actually owned by the emperor of Japan. It got smuggled into this country. And Ed's like, wow, this is amazing. And they go to hide it. And then a neighbor shows up and the neighbor's like, hey, um, hey, Alice, I have a small gift for you. It's nothing much. I got it at this little gift shop. It's a little tchotchke. You know, it's not worth anything. She didn't say that, but she implied that, you know, it's really nothing. And of course, it's the exact same thing that Ralph got. So now Ralph realizes he, he'd been had. Alice got this woman a, um, was it a meat thermometer or a kitchen thermometer? I was like, wow, these gifts, these are, these are awful, awful gifts. Uh, so Ralph is now beside himself. He realizes, oh my God, I got her a terrible gift. I can't give her this. It's the same gift, blah, blah, blah. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then she, he's like, you know, I had $22 and I had to go buy that bowling ball. Gosh, darn it. So then he, um, Uncle Leo shows up. Not Uncle Leo from, um. Seinfeld, but Uncle Leo, Alice's Uncle Leo. He's like, hey, I got you a, a, a gift for Alice. Oh, she's not here. I'll let you know he came, you came by. It's a $25 gift card to a uh, store. He's like, oh my God, this is perfect. I'll go down. I'll buy her something from the store. Then next week, I'll borrow the $25 from someone at work. I'll go back and I'll get the, I'll pay for the, I'll buy her a new gift card. It's a slip my mind or gift certificate. It's like, oh, there, Ruffy. Oh, I don't know. That's a good idea. That's, that's a lot. You know, what are you doing? Uh, so then she, Alice comes home really quick, and she's like, do you know who I just saw? He's like, oh, yeah, I know. Here he dropped by this, and it's a gift card. So I saw she mentioned a boy's name. He gave us a gift card? Oh, no, that was your Uncle Leo. Oh, because the kid came back from the Navy. He thought maybe he'd come visit. So Ralph's, I mean, yeah, Ralph's idea of using the gift card uh, was kablooey. So... Alice goes up to help Trixie. Man, anytime, anytime you hear my voice go like this, I'm trying to suppress yawns. It's only, it's like 8.50 p.m. Uh, and, and, and you think, you'd think it's a midnight. Oh my goodness. Anyway, Alice goes up to help Trixie and um, it's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, what if I only had this, if I didn't do this stupid bowling ball? Wait a minute, I have an idea. He goes and grabs the bowling ball and He's like, I'm going to go uh, hawk this thing. I should get 10 to 15 bucks out of it. So something like that. So he goes and he goes to sell the bowling ball. He ends up getting her a really nice gift. He's all excited about it. And uh, then the next morning comes and you see them in these nice pajamas. And uh, he's like, your mom really gets us great pajamas. So they start to exchange gifts. Uh, Alice gets Ralph. Of course, a new bag for his bowling ball. 
she wants him to, uh, she was like, I, I, he's like a bowling bag ball. I mean, a bowling ball bag. Uh, I read that sometimes they'd have, you know, because it's live, there would be mistakes and they would just roll through it. Or if someone forgot a line, if he forgot a line, he would rub his belly, like little things like that, that I just love because it adds to the, I don't know, the live realism of it. It just makes it that much better. Uh, so he's like, I, I, I can't get the ball. I, and he tells the whole story. Um, and you know, I, I sold the ball and he tells the whole story of how he bought the original gift and he thought it was something special, but he wanted to get her something special. And now he got her something really great. And she opens it up and she's like, this is amazing. This is so great. I love it. You do. I knew you would see what you do is you put the, the orange on top on Napoleon's head and then you squeeze the sides and the juice comes out of the sides. Exactly the same gift that Ed got Trixie. A nice little joke. And she's like, oh, Merry Christmas. I love it. He goes in for the kiss. And which was kind of really cool is the curtain's about to close. He stops. He stops the curtain, turns, looks at the crowd. He goes, hey, 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 everybody. Hey, Uh, you know, usually we don't break character here, but I just thought it'd be nice if the Ralph and Ralph and Alice, the, the Cramdens and the Nortons, come on in, Nortons, if we wished you a Merry Christmas. So they just kind of give a little bow to the audience. And um, that was it. That was the end of the episode. I enjoyed it so much. Uh, Ed Norton, our Carney was great. There was moments where he's decorating the tree. And you know, this is live. So anything could happen. He's trying to like fling the tinsel. He's throwing it over his head, under his arm, trying to flip it. Like it was just all these funny things. Uh, He, um, at one point when, when Ralph was talking about going to sell his bowling ball, he's like, I'm pretty smart. I, I, um, uh, you know, when they made me, um, they, I forget what he said. They stopped using the mold. I, he, he used the line and then, uh, Norton's like, they probably, you probably broke the mold, meaning it was a fat joke, but it was just, um, very funny. The, the interaction between the two of them was very good. Which you knew it was. I mean, I'm saying it like, guys, you should check out this new show from 80 years ago called the uh, the the Honeymooners. But it just was 80 years ago. Wait a minute, 55, 70 years ago. It'll be 70 years, right? 60, 70, 80, 90, It'll be 50, 70 years in a couple of years, which is just mind-boggling. What's crazy is that the movie is that when Back to the Future came out, this show was 30 years old. And you think of 30 years old now is 1995. 1992 is, is 30 years old, which is like, what? Huh? It's, it's, it's when you think of Seinfeld today, today, people watching Seinfeld would be the same thing is that when, if we were watching, um, in 1985, watching The Honeymoon. It's the same thing. 30 years difference. Like, it is insanity. And I also didn't realize that, because I typed in Honeymooners on YouTube, and there were specials they did in the 70s. Uh, they might have done one in the 80s, where it was like, a Honeymooners Valentine. And it looked like they kind of did the same thing, where it was um, in front of a live studio audience. But at this point... Um, Jackie Gleason's looking more like Buford T. Justice. Uh, he's got you know the comb over going, got the gray hair, 
Uh, he just looks older, which it's funny because that's the Jackie Gleason I recognize more, which is crazy. And the fact that he, he died in 1987, he was only 71 years old, which is younger than both my parents. Um, and yet he looked older. 71 just looked older then. Same thing with, um, you know, Blanche the other day being 51 and Golden Girls. It's like, I think either we're just different people take care of themselves better now or just, I don't know, we've evolved, whatever it is. Um, he was an old 71, but I think he smoked too, uh, if I remember correctly, like a lot. Um, and, but, but they made these honeymooner specials for in color and like they're old versions of themselves, but it was like the same apartment. There was, there might've been a Christmas one I think there was a Valentine's Day one. It was almost like, you know, Gilligan, you know, with the Harlem Globetrotters or something like that. They just, hey, let's let's make a special. And I bet you they got humongous rating because you know, there was only so many things to watch back then. Um, but I think, I think that's it. I think I've, I think I've covered today's episode. I think, um, you know, it was awesome to watch. If you felt like you were watching something special, you felt like you really were like, oh, I get why the show was such a big deal. And, you know, you could just, you just, I just loved the whole live aspect of it. Um, you know, because it's a sitcom, but you, know, you see live shows now. Oh, they do live shows now, like specials. And you know, SNL is live, but that's, that's different. Um, it's just something about the live aspect of it and the way it was definitely played to be for the audience like you it just felt like a play that i just i don't know i tickled tickled was the word of the day so i'll stay with tickle i hope all of you have a very nice sunday uh the first sunday of december we are in the thick of things we are in the christmas season uh so i want to uh thank you all for listening, for subscribing, for liking the tweets at Geek Mentality and liking the Instagram posts at Geek Mentality. And I hope uh, that you're telling 17 of your friends um, and four of your enemies. I think it's time. It's the Christmas season. I think if you could just reach out to four of your your biggest enemies, you know the one, that guy down the street, you know him. He never picks up after his dog, but he still waves at you. I hate that guy. But you should leave a flyer uh, in his in front of his windshield if he, for the car he leaves outside, because you know he leaves one car outside. Uh, put, put the flyer in his windshield and just say, you know, listen, write it in red ink, like smudgy red ink, listen or else, and then put um, fansonexperts.com slash sitcom. If you could put that on, on your, 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 one of your enemies' windshields, I would really, really, really appreciate it. So, four down, four new shows. We Four shows that haven't been repeated yet. I know for a fact we're going to have repeats, but we aren't there yet. I wonder how far I can go without getting a repeat. Um, we will find out, won't we? But hey, that's what it's all about, right? Watching Christmas sitcoms. That is the true meaning of the holiday season. So, my friends, thank you so much again for listening and subscribing. And until tomorrow, because we'll be doing it again, 
Have a great rest of your Sunday. And here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Cause I'm kind of funny and awesome. I think that I'm worth your time. And I'm kind of handsome. My mom says, please listen and please subscribe. At least listen to this episode. That's not experts. Ahamada, 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 ahamada.